Welcome to another episode of Records Revisit, a podcast dedicated to the magic of music. I'm your DJ, your MC, the host on the East Coast. I'm Ben Montgomery. Joining me is the man who doesn't want to hold you down, doesn't want to wear your crown, but he definitely says, let's go. Here's my co-host from the left coast. Here's Wayne Fugate. Hola, Ben Hami. So I hear you like the nightlife, baby. Uh, absolutely. I like to boogie. Also joining us is the lead singer of one of Orlando's most rocking and most raucous bands. I'll let him explain all about his band as we discuss. They're set to release their next album called In Shambles on May 10th. Please welcome to the podcast, Simon Palombi. Hey, guys. Now, did I say the last name correctly? Yes, you did. Well, it's Palombi, but I, I take what I can get. Uh, Palombi. All right. <laughs> yeah. You, you're not the, the, the first guest that I've slaughtered the last name of. So that's not, you didn't slaughter it. At least you didn't say Palumbo or something like that. <laughs> I get a lot. Really? How do you get it? Yeah. How do you get an O out of the I at the end of your name? Oh, I don't know. Ask those people that pronounce it that way. <laughs> I have no idea. <laughs> well, we're excited to be visiting with you. We'll, we'll, we'll talk about uh, your band as well as the, the record that you're, that uh, you're getting ready to release. And we'll talk about the the record that you chose to revisit. So this is going to be fun. Yeah. So the premise of our podcast, fairly simple. We talk about music, but as we do at the beginning of each of our podcasts, we ask the all-important question. So Wayne, what t-shirt are you wearing? I'm wearing my Johnny Cash One Piece at a Time t-shirt. Fantastic. And Simon, how about you? What t-shirt are you wearing? I'm wearing a uh, Slade t-shirt from 1975. Oh, my goodness. Fantastic. Vintage. Yeah. Yeah. It's my favorite t-shirt. And most people probably don't even know who Slade is. Yeah. Well, they're they're one of my favorite bands ever. Really? Okay. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So I'm assuming that you're all about the, like, the Thin Lizzy and all that as well. Yeah. I love Thin Lizzy. Fantastic. All right. We're going to get along here. All right. So um, I am wearing a, uh, a repeat. Uh, I, I, I told Wayne before we got on the podcast that um, I was digging through my closet and I'm completely out of T-shirts as far as uh, T-shirts that I haven't worn on the podcast. So I'm, I'm, I'm wearing my Toad the Wet Sprocket 2006 tour shirt. Um, and the only reason why I'm wearing that is because... Uh, this morning, it's uh, it was very hot outside while I was watching my kids play soccer, and this is the only real white T-shirt that I have. So there you go. Um, sounds like I need to uh, I need to get on the Amazon Prime account, Wayne, and and, and yeah, uh, got to. Yeah. But you know we're we're gonna go see we're gonna go see uh, Bob Mould next weekend, and I yeah. I am definitely buying a shirt. And I got a couple of shirts uh, waiting for you. Fantastic! All right, all right. Well, let's uh, let's let's chat with Simon about um, the record that he chose to revisit with us today. So, what uh, what was the record that you chose? Uh, the record is "Candio" by The Cars. All right. So I thought that this was a little bit interesting choice album that I haven't listened to for years. Um, I am familiar with this album. We'll talk about that. Um, not as much as the debut album. Um, very familiar with the debut album. That is a solid record. So, yeah. so why this record as opposed to maybe the debut album? Um, 
Well, for a while, so the, the debut album was always my favorite one of theirs. And I mean, every song's a hit on that record, pretty yeah. much. Um, and yeah. I always overlooked Candio. And uh, over the past few months, I've, you know, actually sat down and listened to the whole thing. And it's uh, the whole album, just from start to finish, just, it's more, uh, I don't know how to describe it. It just, uh, there's not as many like singles on it, but it just flows really nicely. And there's some really, really good songs on there. That I just think at least all of my friends that like the cars usually overlook that album. Really, the only one that I want to overlook is Panorama. Yeah. <laughs> After Candio, <laughs> I, I, that's when my ad- admiration for the cars kind of stops after that yeah, album. Even with Heartbeat City? Um, well, you know, honestly, I haven't started listening to that one a whole lot yet. Okay. So. I think you, if, if you're okay with uh, radio hits, because I think that that mm-hmm. one was definitely written with radio, radio hits in mind. Yeah. 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 Um, I, I think you'll enjoy it. That's, that's that, that definitely is my second favorite cars record, but you know what, before we, we dive into more discussion about the cars, let's, let's, let's chat about the Wooly Bushman. So All right. instead of me trying to describe the band, I want to, I want to hear how you define <laughs> the band. What, what does your band sound like? What, what, uh, what do you consider your genre? Um, I just, the easy answer is just rock and roll. I don't really know exactly how to describe it. We kind of, especially on our newest record, we mix a whole bunch of stuff together. So I think rock and roll is just the most fair choice to, you know, if you're going to place us under a genre, that would be it. Yeah. So, so who all is in the band? Well, it's uh, me, uh, uh, I'm Simon, on vocals, uh, organ, and guitar. And we have my brother, Julian Palombi, who plays drums, and he also sings. He has his first lead vocal song nice. on this next record, and uh, which is the best song on the record. And um, <laughs> then we have Jacob Miller on guitar and bass, and what he and I do is we switch around instruments. He'll play guitar, I'll okay. play organ, then... He'll play bass. I'll play guitar. Gotcha. All right. Now, yeah. t- tell me what the organ is. The organ is, uh, I use, I, it's a Farfisa from 1964 or five. Uh, yeah, I, you play, I have a few different kinds of organs, but they're all really old and semi-functional and they're just constantly breaking. <laughs> <laughs> and, and where do you even find somebody to repair that? Uh, I, I do all the repairs do on you? them myself. Okay. Yeah, which is why they're never fully functional. But <laughs> <laughs> I, I know the basics. So gotcha. As far as um, the the band, you said that your brother is is in the band. So yes, you guys been playing music together for a long time. I'm assuming. Um. Well, we actually. It's an interesting story. He did not know how to play drums at all when we started. It was we gave him the chance out of desperation on our part um uh but he's he you know he did uh he played violin and clarinet when he was little but okay we never really started playing together until we started about eight years ago and yeah he's gotten really good at drums ever since then you kind of have to be thrown in the deep end to kind of figure out how to play yeah yeah now everybody asks him to play drums for them nice 
nobody asked me to do anything. <laughs> Be on a podcast. <laughs> yeah. Hey. Hey. Yeah. I didn't. I didn't ask him to come on the podcast. <laughs> I asked you. <laughs> so, 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 where does the name come from, um, the Wooly Butchman? I, I, it, it's just a silly. I, we had our first show booked. We didn't have a name for the band, and uh, there's a few different theories of where it came from, but uh it was just like the first stupidest thing is we were a you know we weren't serious it was just a stupid sounding name for three goofballs who can't even walk a straight line sober and <laughs> we hate we hated the name i still really don't like it much but you know it's been eight years might as well <laughs> stick with it you're committed <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah because because uh i immediately think of sam the sham and the pharaohs oh yeah there we go yeah yeah so so do you guys play Wooly Bully? Um, we played it once drunkenly in Atlanta, and it was a disaster. <laughs> okay, all right. Because yeah. I was going to ask you if you if you guys did a little Red Riding Hood as well. Oh no, both great songs. But so that is we a don't. Great yeah, song. we don't usually do too many covers. Um, but those are two I should consider for the future. Yeah, absolutely. Again, maybe. Now, I, I think I really connected to your music because it reminded me of my of music that I was listening to in like the late eighties. I was yeah. really I was really into a, a Seattle band by the name of the Young Fresh Fellows. Uh huh. Familiar I, at all with I, them? I, I don't. I can't say I am. So uh, Scott McCoy from uh, the Minus Five, the Baseball oh, Project. Yeah. yeah, that's uh that that's Scott's first band. Oh, and, okay. And they really had this, you know, this garage band type of sound. You could tell that the production was meant to instill this kind of different sound. Yeah. And you know, they they could have probably polished up the 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 instrumentation, but they chose to masquerade with lo-fi. Yeah. And I, and I kind of get get the sense of of your music that that's kind of what what sound you're you're going yeah. for as well, right? Yeah. That's exactly. Yes, yeah, that's what I'm going for. I mean, we recorded in all vintage equipment, so it's really the best sound we can get for what we're using. <laughs> and and considering that you are the mechanic that is working on all of yeah. those instruments, so yeah, and I can't. My hearing is just terrible, so that doesn't help. <laughs> <laughs> so so you you mentioned Slade, you mentioned Thin Lizzy. Um, are there other sixties bands that, that are like influences for you? Cause I, let me, let me just tell you, I'm a, mm -hmm. I'm a huge Trogs fan. I love the Trogs. Uh, they're, they're great. They're so underrated. We, like. we may need to have you come back on a, a podcast and we'll, we'll talk about our top 10 Trog songs of all time. Oh, hell yeah. All right. Uh, I, it, I'll do that. In fact, I was, I was uh, watching, do you know the, uh, the, TV series, a BBC series called Killing Eve. No, there was no. a trog song in there, like yeah. this obscure, obscure trog song that I'm like, that sounds like Reg, and sure enough, it was. So huh. that's the beauty of Shazam, right? Yeah. So, 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 tell me about some of your other influences. Um, I, there's a ton of influences. I mean, so I never really liked rock and roll much until I was like 17 or 18 years old. But so when I when I started getting into it, uh, my uncle bought me the uh, Nuggets compilation, and that's what got me into garage rock and that '60s sort of lo-fi stuff. Okay. And um, but 
you know, there's just, there's, there's too many people to name, you know, I, I mean, I love you know, Chuck Berry when it comes to guitar. It's, it doesn't get really better than that. No. And then no. um, any band from the sixties with a cheesy organ sound, you know, it makes my heart melt. And uh, yeah, I love Paul Revere and the Raiders a lot. I love the Turtles, the Sonics, all those, all those guys. Fantastic. He, he Wayne just just for your uh, your consideration he he named a couple Seattle bands there yeah yeah absolutely like I say I I've I've listened to some of your it definitely has that old old time rock and roll feel to it uh, which I, I love yeah retro so the the new record comes out in early May yep. on uh, Pig Baby Records yes uh, their website is something else. Did you, uh, have you looked at their website? Uh, yeah, I, I have here and there. Uh, so, so just for the listeners, go check out the meet the pigs page on their website. Oh, I forgot about that page. Yeah. yeah. I guess you'll never know who the staff really is. Cause all of them are wearing pig masks. I know who they are. Okay. I was just going to say, <laughs> have you, have you ever seen their faces? Yes. Yeah. Uh, I've met all of them in person. Okay. So are they like super popular in real life, which is why they're wearing the, the masks, you know, kind of no, like, that's just what they look like. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> Those aren't masks. Yeah. What are you talking about? I was just wondering if they were trying to pull like a Sia, you know, and wear the 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 really low wig so that nobody <laughs> nobody will ever ever be able to recognize them in public. Uh, they're just uh, they're a bunch of good humored people. So I could I could tell by the website. Now, um, if I read correctly, you're not originally from Florida. Is that correct? Is that no, correct? Where no. where where yes, where are correct. your roots? Uh, from Cleveland, Ohio. Okay. So, what brought yeah. you to Orlando? Um, school originally, and you know that was that never that didn't turn out that great. Now I'm still here. So full full cell <laughs> UCF. Full yeah. Cell? Okay. Full cell. Yeah. Didn't 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 do the full four years. No. Uh, you know they. Hey, I don't want to, you know, talk crap about anybody, but, um, yeah, I, <laughs> they gave you expectations and they met none of them. So, you know, I left, went back and went to Valencia to finish the original degree I was going to get and didn't even end up finishing that, but I'm here still alive. Still walking. Well, that's, that's, that's always great. So, so <laughs> did you stick around because of the Orlando music scene? I mean, what I it just, uh, yeah, I mean, we, I, I met our guitar player at Full Sail. He was the only friend I could make there, and um, it's not funny. Oh, sorry, <laughs> sorry. I thought it was. I thought it was a joke. I'm sorry. No, no, I'm joking. But it's true. He was the only person I really became friends with, and we started playing. And you know, I just I made a lot of good friends here. And you know, Cleveland was kind of a slow place when I left. Um, it's gotten a lot better now, but. Uh, Oh, my friends are here. My whole life's here. I'm gonna stay here for the time. Every being. T- every time I think of Cleveland, I think of the somebody did a fake tourism yes. video. Yes, and yeah. at least we're not Detroit. <laughs> yeah, we're not Detroit. <laughs> Detroit's great too. All those cities are great. <laughs> that, that's a good video. Yeah, that's so good. I might have to <laughs> post that on the Facebook page. <laughs> um, so, so what do you think about the Orlando music scene? I like it because it's not too big. 
um, it's very tightly knit and everybody knows everybody. Um, yeah, I, I, I just, I like, I like, so it. who do you, who uh, do you hang out with as far as other, other musicians here in the, in the area? Um, well, I don't go out much, but, um, when I do, there's, what, do you want like band names yeah. or just yeah, people's sure. names? Uh, I was like local bands. I really, really, really love are, um, uh, the Golden Pelicans, uh, this band called Zap Dragon and the Attack. Actually, it's just Zap Dragon now. And then uh, the Shabooms. Yep. They're they great. just put out a record. Uh, I saw. I saw. Yeah. That. That's that's excellent. Yeah. And uh, I actually helped work on that record oh, cool. with them. Yeah. And then, um, well, there's so, there's a ton of the Palmettes are a great band. There's just a ton of good punk bands. I love punk music. I was surprised. I, I didn't think I'd find anything here in Orlando, but I was I was yeah, mistaken. There, there's there's some good yeah. bands here. Um, so so yeah. for your album release party that's coming up, uh, who who do you have mm-hmm. opening for you? Uh, we have our friends Zap Dragon. They're opening, and then uh, we have our friends, our really close friends from Atlanta, uh, called the Bad Spell. They're just a fantastic band, and they're coming down because they're releasing their album around the same time. Excellent. So. We traded off album release shows with them. We go up to Atlanta for theirs. Cool. And and I and I see that you've yeah. got a, a little tour lined up for late May. So yeah. where where all are you going? Uh we're going up the East Coast, we're playing Charlotte, uh Philadelphia, New York, Cleveland, Detroit, Chicago, um Fort Wayne, St. Louis. Atlanta and Memphis might be missing one, but um, yeah, we're just those are all our strongest cities. So we figured uh, we just hit those ones on this first tour for the record. We don't like touring more than twelve days at a time, so we start to hate each other. So we try to keep it to two weeks maximum. And is that because but, the brother is in the band? Is that why you start hating each other? Oh, we just, we all just start hating each other. It's just, we're all very temperamental divas. So, (laughs) (laughs) excellent. So, let's, let's chat about a few of the, the favorite songs from the Wooly Bush. And, um, Wayne, you were, you were listening to, to some of the tunes while we were, uh, prepping for this. So, um, what, what, uh, what, what songs really stuck out for you? Oh, going out west. All right. I like that one. Yeah, that was. Uh, I can't recall any of the other names. I, I listened to a few others, but that's the one that I really. Uh... Yeah, you liked it? Yeah, I really liked that one. Great. Cool. Makes me happy. Uh, <laughs> I, I would say that uh, the uh, the song Medicated off of your uh, 2017 release, uh, am I saying this right? Arduino? 
Yes, that's correct. Okay, so that that has one of my favorite lines. If I wasn't so medicated, I might cry. <laughs> Is the song autobiographical in nature? Yes. <laughs> I mean, yeah. Actually, I'm very happy you mentioned that song because we never really got any coverage on that one, and that's my favorite one from that record. Really? That yeah. Is, that's my favorite favorite record of, of yours altogether. Oh, thank you. Yeah. Thank you. I love that record. I'm very happy with that one. Yeah. Um, I also liked uh, Protector of Chesterwick. What, oh, yeah. what, what's the story behind that song? I don't know. I, oh, okay. Okay. <laughs> I mean, I, we just kind of make a lot of, on that record, a lot of the lyrics are just made up on the fly. Okay. So, I don't know. <laughs> All right. And, and how about Shake Your Fanger? Oh, yeah. That's a... What what exactly what exactly is a finger? Is it is that? It's a, just a misspelling of finger. Okay. I, yeah, because <laughs> I, I misspelled it when I was typing when I was because I made that record jacket myself and I misspelled it at first and I just ended up keeping it. Okay, and and there's a lot of those kind of misspellings like yeah. like you know your which is yeah. spelled y e r instead of yeah. you know the yeah. So, you know, what you're doing to me and, and then yeah. and then going out west, it's going. Yeah, because, you know, there's a, there, the G is at the end is dropped off. So you guys seem to do that a lot with your song titles. Any any reasoning behind that? Well, I missed a lot of school in high school. <laughs> I don't really know how to spell that well. <laughs> I, I don't know. So this is going back to the whole full cell thing there. <laughs> yes. Okay. <laughs> no. No, I I don't I just like I don't know. It, Slade used to do that all the time and once again I love Slade. Okay. And um I don't know. I just do it. All right. All right. <laughs> that 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 that's great. So what can we expect from the new new record? Now there's there's two two songs that are out on YouTube, yeah. YouTube currently. So what what else can we expect from the new record? It's a lot of variety on this one. And I, I we recorded this one. I did it mostly myself. And uh, we had a lot more time to work on it than our last one. And I don't know. I'm really proud of this, this record. I don't know why. I just think the songs are... We're evolving. The songs are evolving with them, you know, with us. And, right. Uh, and my brother sings a song on this next record. That's what is really exciting for me. I've been waiting for him. He has one of the greatest falsetto voices ever. You know, when he harmonizes and okay, he just has a killer ear for harmony. So with him, uh, you know, being behind the the drums and singing as well, mm-hmm. um, that's not a problem. He can do the multitasking. Oh yeah, he's. Yeah, he's very he's he, he's really talented. He can play any instrument you hand him. I guess my question is, does he ever break out the clarinet? 
No. Okay. No. Okay. No, that was a dark time in our family history. We don't talk about it anymore. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So the record comes out on May 10th. There is the album yeah. release party on May 4th at Will's Pub in Orlando. That is correct. Um, I assume when I come to the party, I'll be able to get my record a week in advance. Absolutely. And most importantly, since we're always jonesing for T-shirts and I've run out of original T-shirts to wear, Absolutely. Fantastic. I just wanted to make sure that there were going to be t-shirts available for purchase. There will be. Excellent. All right. Well, anything on your, on, on your album or other projects that uh, you want to talk about? So this is your chance to, you know, plug away. Well, I mean, I think we covered most of it. This is, I'm not good at selling myself. I'm sorry. Um, Just please, please buy the record. It's <laughs> the last chance I have. Now, uh, I don't. I, you know, it's been getting good press so far, and uh, you know, if if other people like it, you know, maybe you all who are listening will like it too. Absolutely, give it a go. Everything's worth a try. And we'll we'll throw a couple clips of of uh, your your stuff here on on the podcast as well. So. Cool. Thank you. Yeah. All right. Well, uh, let's jump into the record that you chose to revisit. So this is right. the uh, 1979 release from the Cars called Candy O. You know, we already talked about uh, you know some of the other Cars record. So as we do for episodes like this, we're going to listen to the record. We'll rank the songs off the album. Each ranking, of course, is then assigned points based on the number of songs on the record. And today's record has 11 songs. So Wayne. How many points is the favorite song on the record going to receive? 11. I, I keep waiting to stump you on that question. <laughs> I keep I keep considering to say something else, but then I'll just end up sounding stupid. So, <laughs> All right. So unlike their first album, which was just called The Cars, uh, Rick Ocasek had said that this was a more democratic approach to making the, the record. Um, which I kind of found a little odd considering that Rick Ocasek wrote like 99% of the car's records. Mm-hmm. So it's it's interesting that he would say that it was a more democratic approach. He did say Double Life um, almost got dropped because, the, yeah, the other yeah. members of the band could, could, could veto power. And apparently uh, they didn't like Double Life, which is. This is why totalitarian dictatorships work. Yeah, that's why they that's why they rise up. That's for sure. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so so uh, most of the songs on Candio were written after the release of the of the car's first record. So none of the the none of the scraps or the leftovers were were done except for one song. And we'll talk about that um, as we get to. Uh, to that to that particular song the uh, the band worked with queen producer roy thomas baker for this and one of the things that uh, i read was rick said that they told roy let's not do the multi-tracked harmonies this time like we did for the first record was that a mistake are, are there some of the songs on here that could have used that 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 harmony action that you get from the first record, I are are you talking about like I I, I thought that this record had a lot of those harmonies. I guess, well I guess it doesn't quite. As I much. think these ones I think it works better. Like I mean they clearly all have really good singing voices because I think you can hear 
all of them when they I thought the background vocals on this actually I, I mentioned it in a few songs. I thought they stand out better. They may not be multi-tracked, but and be as full like that Queen sound, but they definitely have all the individual band members like distinct voices in them. Yeah, I agree. And and I think even Greg Hawks, the the keyboardist, he has a pretty decent voice as well, which you don't ever hear because he never sings any of the leads. Um, all right, so the band's label, Electra, they originally wanted to kind of delay the release of this album, but uh, I guess Okasic kind of vetoed that and said, "Look, we're uh, we're kind of riding this high. Uh, we probably should release this as as quickly as possible." And so, 1978 was when the the debut record came out. 1979, they put this this uh, sophomore release out just a year after it did peak at number three on the billboard 200 do you guys feel like after listening to the record was was it a mistake to get the record completed quickly after the first record i don't think so no no wayne what Uh, what do you think i think you got to strike while the iron's hot but i do it does it does sound rushed i mean i looked at it it's 51 weeks from the from the I mean it was released 51 weeks after the the debut and I felt like there was a group of songs that don't like shine as bright like they're good I I like them they got a classic car sound but they definitely felt like maybe they could have used a little more work yeah I, I guess I can agree with that too they're like you know like the first record just every song is great yeah absolutely yeah. All right. Well, um, so all the songs, like I said, appear to be written by Okasic. Uh, the vocals were then shared by him and Benjamin Orr. First song off the record. This is Let's Go, and this is uh, Benjamin Orr at the uh, at the lead vocals. album it did hit number 14 on the billboard chart and believe it or not this was the highest charting single for the cars up to that point just what i needed that was off of their first record that was their highest charter that only hit up to number 27 my best friend's girl 35 good times roll 41 um sorry wayne moving in stereo didn't chart but that holds a very special special place in your heart. <laughs> just just don't don't play it. Just don't play it right now. <laughs> so so Simon, if you're not understanding the inside joke, we uh, we 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 did a <laughs> episode on the Fast Times at Ridgemont High soundtrack. Um, so yeah. the the infamous Phoebe Cates scene is uh, using moving in stereo. I, I haven't seen Fast Times at Ridgemont High to be honest. 
he, you don't don't go Google that right now. Um, yeah, yeah. I won't. <laughs> um, all right. So, any guesses on the top car single of all time? Uh, Drive. Uh, that was the yeah, that I was going to say. Uh, if you couldn't couldn't figure that out, <laughs> I, I was, thought it was I. I said it like a game show, like I like I had to be right. first. <laughs> I didn't mean that. <laughs> yeah, it, that that that's correct. It is drive. It is another Benjamin Orr song, which which is kind of interesting considering that everybody, I think everybody equates the cars with Rick Ocasek and the fact that a Benjamin Orr song is their is their top single of all time. Just uh, kind of interesting. Yeah, I think he just has a more commercial voice for it. You know, absolutely. Yeah, I think there's something interesting. I don't know. There's something unique and interesting about Rick Ocasek's voice where Benjamin Orr oh, just yeah. has a very he has a beautiful voice, but it's yeah. very it's very uh, typical. Yeah. Uh, but yet yeah, Rick Ocasek has, has something like a, there's just something weirdly unique. about. Yeah, him. Uh, he has one of my favorite voices ever. Just Weigh, weigh in on how good or uh, you know things that you maybe you like or dislike about this this particular song. Oh, I like it. Uh, yeah, I uh, listening to this. Uh, number one, hand claps. How can you not be happy when you hear hand claps in a song? <laughs> um, and this one, like I say, has a great. This is like the classic car sound where everything everybody has their own space where the, the yeah. keyboards. And there's some songs where the keyboards overpower the guitar and. East, Elliot Easton is a is an underrated guitar player. Yeah, um, I don't think he gets nearly the credit that he deserves. Some of the solos on here, I mean, his solos they may not be like technical and Eddie Van Haleny, but they match the song really well. Yeah, and uh, I don't, I think that gets lost. But I say I always, I like it when I, I know it's cheesy, but when somebody starts an album like with "Let's Go," I think that's a I, that's a great way to start an album. Uh, and this this the lyrics in this, I. I was looking at him and I can't tell if it's kind of a teen frust- sexual frustration or if this guy's dating one of those woohoo girls where you just got to be ready to go whenever <laughs> she says, let's go. But maybe. Any, <laughs> any idea what a frozen fire is? That reminds me of frigid, like a girl that won't give it up. That's what, that's the image that always conjures up in my mind. <laughs> okay. She's exciting, but she's frigid. She's not, she's not putting out. <laughs> got it uh all right simon so uh i the the beauty of knowing what everybody's score is uh we scored this way higher than you than your yeah score. i'm sorry uh no don't don't <laughs> have, don't ever apologize for your score <laughs> i you know it's a good song it's fine it just I I just don't care for it too much. I don't know why. It's you know I like it's got a catchy you know synthesizer hook, um, but I don't know. Is it is it is it or is it the fact that it did get a lot of play and it still gets a lot of play on like classic rock stations? That I guess I you know hear it too much, but I don't know. It just doesn't make the hair on the back of my neck stand up like some of the others do. Gotcha. All right, let's let's so let's get everybody's score. So Simon, it is two. Okay, Wayne, your score. I gave this one a nine. I do think that it got it did get played quite a bit, and I actually dropped it from I had it a little bit higher. And also, I didn't mention that the line about the nightlife always makes me think of that disco song. It literally is the first thing that crosses my mind when he says, 
I like the nightlife, baby. I like to, I, I like to boogie. Oh, yeah. I like to boogie. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Makes me think of, uh, uh, is it Austin Powers? I know it's a Mike Myers. He quotes that in one of his movies. Maybe. I don't know. Um, <laughs> all right. So, so I'm giving this a 10. I had this as low as six at, at one point. And the more I listened to the record, the more I remembered how much I, I like this song. So, uh, I jumped it all the way to, to 10. Now, if you ask me again next week, it might be down to six again, but, um, as it currently stands, um, I'm giving it a, I'm giving it a 10. So I think it's a good way to, uh, start out the record as well, which is always a, a big thing for me. Got to start out strong. All right, let's move on. Uh, next song. This is since I held you. Anyone else get a "My Best Friend's Girl" vibe out of this song? Uh, yeah, I in a way. Um, I I just really like the guitar riff and or the you know the way the guitar is played in this song. That weird chord progression. Yeah, and I, I thought it was a little more more guitar than synthesizer on this one. And I did I didn't necessarily get a "My Best Friend's Girl," but this is one of of probably I don't know there's three or four other songs that kind of fall into this group of, I would have thought that this was left over from the, the cars debut sessions. It has a, it's good and it has a classic car sound, but it doesn't, I don't know. It just, it's lacking something somewhere. It's not like it, it's not remarkable. Like some of the other songs, especially some of the songs off the debut. Okay. Fair enough. So uh, let's get let's get some scores then, because it sounds like Simon Simon likes this. So Simon, what's your score? Uh, this is a nine. So I gave it an eight, and Wayne. I gave it a five. It it could have been anywhere from anywhere in that group of between three, four, five, six. Okay. So you so we we talked offline about a few of the 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 songs and how they you know interspersed a lot of different uh you know weird meaty and and keyboard sounds is this one that could have used maybe them scaling a little bit of that sound back um i don't know nothing really stood out i mean there's when i i mean some of it got ridiculous uh and i don't know if it was new technology at the time and and greg hawks was just loving it but uh this one didn't strike me as that. This one just was like, like a Cars song that just would be, you know, it's we need to we need eleven songs, and so they they put this this song in. It just didn't have any. It wasn't remarkable. It didn't it didn't like. But it's a it's a good song. I like it. Okay, all right, all right. Let's move on. Um, this is the third song. This is it's all I can do.
Simon, get us get us started on "It's All I Can Do." It was such a great a great chorus hook. I mean, in the the, the singing, the chord progression. I got, this song makes the hair on the back of my neck stand up. It's in the lyrics. I I don't know. I can relate to this one for some reason. Oh yeah, who who can't relate to the the lyrics on this? I mean, it's a, it's definitely an obsessive love type of uh, type of song. Um, and you know, it's all I can do to keep waiting for you. There's some, mm-hmm. there's some really great lines in this. I canceled my flight from going nowhere. Yeah. Um, you know, um, when yeah, I was, you know, I kept Sorry. my renditions of you on the wall where holiday romance is nothing at all. What? So great. What were you, what were you going to, yeah. what were you going to? When I was, when I was crazy, I thought you were great. I, I just love that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I will let you guys know this is my top score. Uh, I really have always loved this song. Um, I'm going to get a little personal. Sorry, Richard, I'm going to throw you under the bus a little bit. But uh, the reason why I listened to the Cars a lot when I was growing up was one of my friends, Richard, was a huge Cars nerd. And this was one of those songs that he played a lot because there was a girl that he was crazily obsessed with and we won't mention her name will we richard unless you want me to reveal it (laughs) um but he played this song a lot and i just i fell in love with it it was one of those i think to 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 wayne's point about the stockholm syndrome thing yeah got taken captive i got taken captive (laughs) with this song and i've always loved this song so I'm, i'm giving this an 11 wayne how about you yeah, but what's your score on that? Uh, I gave it a seven. This is this is one of their. This is one of those songs that the last song wasn't. This is uh, easily identifiable. It's got this great soaring guitar solo in it. Um, it also this is like the classic car sound where everybody has their space. Like the keyboards aren't overwhelming the guitar. The drums um, stand out, but not overly stand out it's just everybody has yeah. their space and it's almost like a it's almost like a this wonderful beautiful democracy where everybody is is there and present uh and it just uh, like i say uh underrated guitar player this solo in this is is might be is right up there i don't know if it, i think i wrote favorite on another one but this one's one of those good underappreciated that just fits the song perfectly yeah yeah so simon your score uh my score is uh what did i put 10 yeah 10 10 solid all right all right uh anything else on it's all i can do anybody want to share no nah. no nah? all right let's move on next song double life this is uh the fourth song off of candy And this was actually a single, didn't chart on the Billboard Top 40, though. And 
I got to say this 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 was the song on my list that slipped further down the chart as the week progressed. I remember really liking this song back in the day. I had this as high as my second favorite song at one point during the week and yeah. Yeah, it it kind of kind of slipped a little bit for me. I don't know why, but it just final my final <clears throat> score kind of reflects that you know, maybe maybe it wasn't as strong as some of the other songs off of this record. See, this is this is the song that won the record over for me. Okay. Yeah, I just I love this song. It's uh just the build up starts off very, you know, minimal and as it goes on it just builds up great and the the chorus is great. Everything's great about it. Okay. It's my favorite. Excellent. Uh, I agree. This one, this song, the one thing it, it does prove, I think, is that New Wave has a minimum tempo and this falls underneath it because this song doesn't sound as New wavy as a lot of the others. Uh, this is much more of like a power pop yeah. rock song. But I agree. I love it. I think this has some of the best lines. Um, I, I just I literally I love the first line. Uh, it takes a fast car yeah. to lead a double life. Um, it just has a bunch of those lines in there like that. And, uh, I love, I agree. The chorus is, uh, couldn't be better. And this is the song that just, the more I listen to it, I, if I, if I, I, I could have put it even higher. Uh, I just love it. And like I say, the, the idea I listened to the song and so I'm starting to look into the lyrics to try to get a little bit more of a perspective on it. And I don't know, at first I thought it was, the guy telling the girl, if you're going to cheat on me, you're going to have to do better than this. This mm-hmm. you're going to need a fast car. And then it almost comes off as uh, he's, t- he's kind of telling himself what he's going to need. Yeah. You need a fast car. You're going to need a freeway. You're going to need yeah. a good book. It just, it's a great song. And it really, it just took, I, I, it, this is the kind of song that it isn't a, it isn't a typical car song, but it's the one that kind of pushed me over into, cause originally I thought this record was a lot of, a lot of stuff that could have may, may not have been necessary, but this is the one that kind of pulled it all together for me. Yeah, I agree. All right. So let's, let's get some scores. So Simon, you already mentioned this was your top, top, top score. Yes. Wayne. Uh, eight. Okay. And I gave this a six. Like I said, it was as high as 10 for me, but kind of slipped as the, the week progressed. Sounds like I need to re-listen to it. Oh, you do. Okay. Yeah, I think you do. Okay. Well, <laughs> All right, let's uh, let's move on. So this is uh, Shooby Doo. I don't, I don't even know how to describe this song. Well, first of all, I believe that Pac-Man just ate the power pellet. Uh, there's <laughs> way too much video game score soundtrack uh, in this. Uh, it, it's not. It, it's too much. Is Mario in trouble? I just don't know. Is Yeah, that's what I was going to say. It's just too much. And I mean, it's neat, but it's not my thing. Yeah, and... and- so I know that Richard is going to listen to this this uh, this episode. 
Richard, I'm really disappointed in you. You gave this an eight. Richard, <laughs> Richard. <laughs> he he's he scored he scored it for me when he found out that we were going to do this episode so um so i'm really disappointed in i also didn't like i never like it when people use made-up words which i don't i think rick okasic's better than that and it says something about a cadium car i mean that's not a cat i looked it up just to make sure I, I he knew something that i didn't it's not even a word okay yeah. interesting hmm. all right so this is my this is my least favorite song. This this gets a one. Yeah, Simon. Um, this is yeah number four okay. for me. Yeah. So, this, I can still tolerate it. Okay, but it's a fine way to what? Oh wait, this isn't the end of the first side, but it's right before. Yeah, there. It, it goes into the next song very nicely right. though. Which. Okay, good good segue. So next song is the title track. This is Candy O. This is a super infectious song. I I don't know. I probably would have even given this a higher score, but there's that little laser gun sound that's throughout <laughs> the song that kind of drove me nuts. Um, and, and maybe it's just because I'm having flashbacks or something about the last time I took my kids to play laser tag and they all ganged up on me to kill me and I was always out. And I don't know. Maybe I'm just having those flashbacks. But um so, so Candio, uh, uh, this is the title track. Why, why would, why would you name the record off of this song? Uh, that's a good question. I don't know because there's so many other better songs on on this. Not that I'm completely dissing this because I do like this song a lot, um, as reflected in my score coming up. But I don't know. It's a, it's it's interesting to me that they chose to use this as the title track. Um, considering there were, you know, if you, if you were to use let's go or dangerous type, or, um, even lust for kicks would have been kind of, kind yeah. of a cool, uh, album title. I, I, I disagree. I think this is a perfect title for an album, especially matches up well with the cover. Yeah. Uh, so I, I, yeah, I, and like I say, it, it's something dark and obsessive about it that I, if it wasn't for that that laser gun blast. I think I, I mean, I had it up, up, uh, up ahead of double life, but I just couldn't, I just couldn't keep it there. I, uh, but it does his, there's, he's got, his vocals are darker than normal. And there's, this is a clearly a song about obsession. And if they, and the, and some of the guitar and drum work in this, uh, are, are some of the best on the album, but that annoying laser gun blast that just keeps going off. Uh, and then I think I was listening to it in headphones and all of a sudden it switched channels and I was just like, oh, it's in stereo. This is ridiculous. <laughs> yeah, I, I would agree with you on the drumming. I think the the, the one little drumming you know, riff that uh, that they get in um, really adds a nice little flair to flair to this song. But 
So I know what everybody's scores are. So Simon. Uh, yeah, this is my lowest score. I gave it a one, but it's the thing as a song itself, I don't really care for it, but in the grand scheme of the album, it, I think it's good. You know, my, I, I mean, my scores, I wouldn't say it makes it, I think it's a bad song. It's just, I, it's the last one I would choose to yeah. listen to. Okay. Yeah. Was it the laser guns? <laughs> yeah, the, the laser guns. I mean, the guitar work in it is great. Um, the, like the rhythm. Uh, but I don't know. It wants, it's just one of those songs that never really, I just I never right. really got, you know, that yeah. feeling from it. All right. So we know what uh, Simon's score is, Wayne. I gave it a six. Uh, like I say, I agree. It's a good song and I, I like it. And like I say, there's so many elements of it that I like, but that laser gun thing and uh, it just. I just uh, was too much. All right. And I give it a seven. So like I said, it could have been a little bit higher, but um, yeah, there was just something that kind of kept it, kept it down. And I flip flopped this in um, double life quite a bit. Uh, Moving on. This is night spots. I, I I like this song. I, I think it's a good way to start the the B side of the record in like the vinyl setting. Um, but uh, you know, it's just an average song to me. I you know, it's not yeah. good, not bad. It's good. So I I alluded bad. that there was a leftover from the first record. This was it. This was the the one leftover that that they did. Oh use really? From from the uh, from the oh the uh, cutting room floor. So my question, my my notes here was, what came first, pole position or night spots? Yeah, it was just more of the computer video game sounds. Um, yeah, that and it's just, yeah, it almost like I say, it comes out, it kills, it kills this this the guitar work especially. Um, but this is, it's not still, it has. There's times when it, it shines, and like my two, three, four, five, they all. They're all good songs, but and they could have easily just been mixed around. But it's it once again, it's uh, I think Greg Hawks is playing with a new toy or something because it just seems it's just unnecessary. Yeah, there, there was <laughs> there was so much going yeah. on in the song, it kind of blended in this cacophony of sound. And I just wanted an opportunity to use the word cacophony. <laughs> you used it in a. I'm not even sure if I got the definition correct, but, but, uh, you know, I wanted to use that word. So, um, and you know, I would say if they didn't use that fake robot noise at the end of the song, whatever they were doing, this might've scored as high as a five for me. Instead, I give it a four. 
That was kind of supposed to be yeah. a joke. <laughs> I gave it a two, which is not a joke. <laughs> Did not like the song. Got it. All right. And then Simon, what's your score? I gave it a six uh, because I I don't think it's bad in the grand scheme of the album. Okay. But it's definitely not my favorite. Gotcha. All right. All right, moving on. This is the eighth song. This is You Can't Hold On Too Long. You don't get enough. You wish that it was over. You never slow down. You're looking for kicks. There's nothing around. You can't hold on too long. It's all right. To, who wants to get us started with uh, with this song? Um, well, yeah, you go ahead. I was going to say it feels. I got a sense that Mark Campbell and David Kaufman from The Nails listened to this song prior to writing eighty eight lines about yes for women. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> and and I my notes was this feels more like a Devo song than a, a than a car song. I could definitely see that. Yeah, yeah, it has a very new new waveish. Uh, experimental sound to it. Yeah, yeah, and I don't know if there's any guitar. There's very little guitar in it. It's it's much more keyboard driven. Yeah, yeah. Now there's a brief moment at the beginning of the song that seems to sample moving in stereo. Did, did you did you catch that, Wayne? <laughs> no, I didn't. Okay, wasn't wasn't sure if anything stood at attention or was starting <laughs> to stand at attention. <laughs> with... No. Nope, nope. Okay. I didn't wasn't, catch wasn't it. Now, I probably will next time. Next time I listen to it. <laughs> I'll listen for it, that's for sure. There we go. And uh all right, let's let's get some scores on this one. This is uh this is a four for me. Oh, I'm sorry, this is a three for me. I'm looking at previous score. This is a three for me. Wayne? I also gave it a three. It's not I, I don't dislike it, but uh it it just is it's in that group. Of, of it just there's some something mediocre about it yeah i gave it i gave it a five uh kind of like questioning why i did that because there's one <laughs> song that i realized that i do like better than that one but whatever <laughs> yeah well luckily for you simon you're not being graded for your scoring so oh it's okay <laughs> so it's all all good <laughs> All right, uh, moving on. This is number nine song. This is Lust for Kicks. What in the world is this song about? Can anybody explain this to me? I don't know. Because <laughs> um. <laughs> so I, I try to look at the, the lyrics, maybe getting getting a, a little bit of of, uh, uh, of clarity on as to what he's actually even singing about. And I have no idea. <laughs> like it, it's just kind of all over the place. It's very nonsensical. 
Um, maybe there is a method to Rick's madness, but I can't, I can't figure it out. Uh, sometimes I kind of like that nonsensical lyrics. Yeah. I mean, I'm guilty of that sometimes, but that's, I, I like the, uh, the fact that, um, I, I always forget the keyboardist name. Um, Greg Hawks. What's his, yeah, Greg Hawks. He actually, he played a, 60s organ at one point and he's actually playing it in this song okay on the recording in the beginning i do like that but other than that i don't really it's not not at the top of my list to, to say the least yeah um all right very very dated 80s sound i thought that there were too many meaties and uh, you know inserted within the song mm-hmm. it, it works a little better than some of the other keyboard insertions though i think for me at least um, I gave it a five. Um, I kind of flip flop my five, four and three, um, throughout the week. So my final score ended up being a five. Um, Simon, what was your score? Uh, mine is a three. And then Wayne. Well, I've been abnormally quiet because all of the things that I said about the last song, I was looking at my notes for this song. So, <laughs> Uh, I don't, that's never happened before, but, uh, this song is actually a three. Okay. This is, uh, so previous, this is the song that ripped. So yes, you can't hold on too long is, is a, was a four for me. And, uh, I just, I, I I'm disappointed in myself right now. It's going to take me a minute. Um, do we need to, do we need to pause the recording to <laughs> No, We'll just, no, that's fine. Okay, you got this. I'm, 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 a, I'm pull, I can't say I'm a professional cause I don't get paid to do this, but I, I'm, I'm pulling it together. <laughs> That's good. That's good. Um, just, just so you know, I'm not looking for a, a new co-host, so you're, you're okay. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not putting this in my tape. That's for sure. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, next song got a lot on my head. This is the 10th track. So Simon, since Wayne and I are both balding and don't have a lot on our heads, and I know you have, and I know you have a healthy smattering of hair on your head because I've I've seen your, your I've seen your press shots. So how about you start the song? Got a lot on my head. Um, I really like this song. It, it it's different, I think, from everything from a lot of the other things on the album. It's uh, a lot heavier, uh, like the the tone of the guitar a lot i listen to the music i don't really listen to lyrics but um yeah i i like this song just has a good is it is it because this one definitely has a a, a, an organ sound to it yeah yeah i do really like that factor too okay and and i would say that this is kind of like candio for me if you would have taken some of that those notes out of it like for me, the the circus organ 
notes really graded on my last nerve. Yeah. <laughs> so um, I'm, this is my second to lowest score for the entire album. I just just didn't didn't dig it. Um, and I know that I'm 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 definitely outside the the uh, the rest of your scores. So so Wayne, I I know what your score is. So to t- tell me what I'm missing on this song because I know you gave it a high score. Well, this song comes bolting out of the gate. I mean, this is a this is a rock and roll song, and it's it, yeah. this is probably. Uh, the best guitar work on the, on the record. Um, it's, it's got my favorite solo. Um, but it's all like, say there is some keyboards in it there, you know, everything's got its space and everybody got is, is, is being equally represented in this, just this raucous rock and roll song. Yeah. All right. So, uh, I told you my score, Wayne, what's your score? 10. 10. Mm, Okay. Simon, I gave it a seven. So you guys definitely like this a lot more than I did. So I'm sorry. No, <laughs> not Don't judging. Apologize. I tanked, I tanked, I tanked the score for you guys. I waffle stomped all over it. <laughs> so sorry about that. All right. Uh, this is the last song on the record. This is dangerous type. All right, who wants to start on Dangerous Type? I, I love this song. I I just I it, it almost has a like as if if like glam rock were to be recorded in you know the late seventies eighties. It has just that upbeat guitar yeah. sort of sound, even though it's you know a slower song. I just love that. Yeah. Well, it's funny that you say glam rock because that riff is clearly in at least a kind way to say it would be inspired by Bang a Gong. Oh, uh, it, yeah. It's like you know. Total, yeah. I mean, I, I'm guilty of ripping that riff off. Rip, rip, yeah. That oh, riff he does it. Too. He does it masterfully. And he, like I say, uh, yeah. I this is a. I agree. This is a great song. It's got uh, the Rico Kasich's got. Uh, I don't know. There's something in his vocals that are that are kind of kind of creepy and desperate. And uh, yeah, uh, no backing vocals. It's all all Rico Kasich. No. I yeah, didn't. I didn't realize that. Okay. Yeah, you're right. I don't think that there is very, very, very straightforward rock song. Yeah. And in, and I just want to say, inspired by you, I'm going to go on an over analysis because I did love this song so much. And it was clearly my favorite from the very beginning. Uh, really? Yeah. And I, but so I looked at the lyrics and as I was reading them, one of, in the first verse, he mentions geranium lover, which I'm like, I don't know if he's being mm-hmm. like, he didn't have a word. So I looked up geranium. I knew it was a flowering a flower. Plant. Yeah, and it's well, it's a species. It's it's a species of plant that occurs in a, a, in like 420 other genuses of biannual, biennial, and annual and perennials. And it's 
uh, very common, most common in Eastern, the Eastern Mediterranean. So now I'm thinking this guy's a genius because he just conjured up an, an image in my mind of a woman who's, you know, dark, you know, olive skin, dark hair, dark eyes, mysterious. So he's not, he, he, that's genius. So then I keep reading the lyrics. And in the third verse, it mentions museum directors and a crossword smile. And I said, you know what? I, I, I honestly, I believe that this is a guy looking at a, looking at the Mona Lisa and fantasizing about meeting her or who she is or how, you know, I don't know. once again, too much knowledge, maybe a bad thing, but also song lyrics. I'm proud of you, Wayne. I'm glad that you, uh, you did that analysis, you know, and you talking about their geranium stuff kind of reminded me of our, uh, sassafras roots from, 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 from. it definitely, yeah, but it's funny is like, he put that in there and I don't know, you know, you, I never heard that word the thousand times I heard this song until I looked at the lyrics. And so, but it's complete genius. It's, I mean, he's, he's an absolute genius songwriter. Yeah. He is. All right. Uh, let's get some scores then. So, you, Wayne, you've already told me this is your high score? Yes, this is 11. Yeah. And Simon? This is 8 for okay. me. And I give this a 9. So I think we're, uh, we all view this as one of the top, top uh, songs off of this record. So... All right. Well, uh, let's let's tally up our scores. So we've got a first. We've got a first for for the the podcast. We have a tie at the top spot. So anyone anyone want to venture some guesses on uh, guesses of what the top score is? Dangerous type. Yeah, and dangerous type. Let's go. Uh, uh no, actually uh let's go Simon tank that one for us. <laughs> and and, uh, and I ta- I tanked got a lot on my head, so uh I, I, I tank that one for you guys. So the top uh top top score besides dangerous type, it's all I can do. Oh I was just gonna say that. Yeah. So both both of those average score of nine point three uh rounding out the top five double life was our third song since i held you was number four and let's go that was our fifth so sorry again my apologies for got a lot on my head because that that tainted it for the for our top five so nah it's okay waffle stomped all over yeah i hold you personally responsible (laughs) okay um all right so where where does this record stack up among all the the cars records? Um, uh, I I actually would say probably my s- second or maybe I shake it up has a couple of good songs. I do know I did notice that the first record they evenly dispersed out our best they could for a record with odd numbers. It was five tracks for Okasic and four tracks for Or, and this one was six tracks for Okasic, five tracks for or and then it got progressively less until heartbeat city where he only was on like two tracks and a, and shared vocals on another track but wow. i i prefer these first uh, panorama <laughs> panorama yeah, it's it it's not a highlight but the others i can comp- i i like the sound without mutt lang he i don't know what that guy's problem is and why he has to make everything sound like a radio single but 
because I, I think this was probably my second or third cars record. Because yep. because he was trying to make everything sound like it's on the radio. That's what Mutt Lang does. Well, that's why he married Shania Twain. Exactly. I think that's what <laughs> killed Bon Scott, really. <laughs> so Simon, Simon, you were going to say something about the records. Uh, this is yeah, you know, it's my second favorite Cars record. Yeah. You know, the first one, nothing beats that one. Obviously, no, not a, not even close. Yeah. Yeah, I think we can all agree the Panorama is their least least productive record. Yeah, yeah, I would agree. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't think I even need to revisit that ever. Uh, <laughs> so, so who do you think had a better album vocally, Rick Ocasek or Ben Benjamin Orr? <sighs> I like Rick Ocasek. I, I just, better. I think I, yeah, my I think my top two. I think three out of my top five, maybe even my top three songs were all Kasich songs. Yeah. Yeah. I, I just like to say, I don't, he just has, there's something unique about his voice. Yeah. And I think that I don't, I think it probably does. If he's writing the songs, I think when you write the songs, there's a, there's a commitment that you can't get. Yeah, definitely. Did, did Ben or do any lyric writing? ever not no not 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 to my knowledge yeah Yeah, not according to any of the the stuff that i researched Mm -hmm. i didn't see anything so these are all okasic songs and you know i guess he was he he was cool with sharing the vocals with uh with ben so interesting well i think it worked to their benefit i mean i don't think certain songs like i don't think just what i needed would have been as good if okasic sang it Honestly, uh, I think it's just so iconic, like Ben Orr's voice in that song. Yeah, and I couldn't, I yeah, or, or, or drive. Yeah, oh, <laughs> I yeah. couldn't see Rick okay, doing that. Yeah. I, I, yeah, I couldn't see Rick doing it's all I can do either. Yeah, yeah. All right. Well, um, anything else we want to talk about with uh, with Candio? Did we cover it? Yeah, I think we covered it pretty thoroughly. Yeah, I think we did too. All right. <laughs> So let's uh let's let's wrap up. So one last question for you, Simon. Mm-hmm. Actually, two 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 last questions. So first first question is, uh, how can people see your tour dates and how how can they buy your record? Um, you could buy our records. You can order it pre-sale right now through the Pig Baby Records website, just uh, pigbabyrecords.com. And uh, you can follow our tour schedule. It's on all the, uh, the you know, it's Facebook's the most up to date one usually. Um, our website's being rebuilt right now. So uh, also, it's uh, all of our show dates are posted on sites like um, Song Kick or I don't even know what they are like yeah. anymore. There's so yeah. many of them. Bands in town, whatever. Yeah, bands in town, yeah. all that stuff. Yeah, even Spotify, like it shows. Uh, our show dates on there sometimes. All right. Good. And uh, so last question, I'm lifting this, uh, this question from Peter who does the scotch and good conversation podcast mm-hmm. in the, in the area. Has Peter had you on the podcast? Uh, no, actually well, not yet. He needs... I think I've talked to him about it. Okay. But we just haven't made it happen yet. Gotcha. So he told me it was okay to use this question since he uh, probably lifted it from another podcast. So <laughs> so who do you know that I don't know who would want to come join us on the podcast to revisit one of their favorite records? Oh, hmm, that's a good idea. 
Oh, wait, there's uh, one band that I forgot to mention when I was talking about local bands, this band called the Spoon Dogs, who I produced their record for. Okay. And uh, they'd be great to have on because they're a bunch of wackos so, <laughs> in the best way possible. <laughs> I love in them. A good way. They're the, they're, no, they're, they're so great. They're just, they're so good too. It's such a good band. Okay. Um, they're also uh, releasing a record on Pig Baby Records. So gotcha. Okay. Yeah. And when it, when is that getting released? Um, that there, it's a seven inch. They'll be releasing uh, on vinyl, and that will be released on, I think May tenth as well. I okay. think they're just yeah. And then and their full length album is already on Spotify. You can hear that there too. Gotcha. But All right. They're very good. I'll go. I'll go check it out and see if uh, yeah. see if they want to come on. That'd be great. Yeah, you should. That'd be great. I'm sure they would love to. Yeah. All right. So it's been a pleasure revisiting with you. I will see you. uh, I'll see you in a couple weeks at the album release party. All right. Sounds great. Say hi. All right. Let's let's wrap this up. So thanks for listening. Please go support the arts. Go to a live show, buy a t-shirt of the band, buy a record, visit a record store, and not just on record store day. We are Records Revisited, and we are... Ouch. Ouch.